0: This is CliffCentral.com
1: Well, hello, hello, hello there. My name is Liesl Tom and, of course, this time of the week, it's Beyond Ears and Eyes. Now, before I forget, because last week I forgot, let me first just say welcome and thank you to our controller, Pelesa Mbui. And of course, with me in studio as always is my bestie, Shemaine Harris.
2: Hey, very, very welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And I am totally looking forward to today. I don't know about you, Liesl, but our guest today is absolutely amazing. Um, I have spoken to her before and obviously i have spoken to her before but you know i've also um had some experiences um with her before and so i, I don't know i think people must get ready for you know an incredible human being who who knows about animals and you know who who brings a sense of of healing, and not just a sense of healing, but she actually heals animals. But you know, for you, the pet owner, she she brings comfort of mind, you know, peace of mind, that that kind of thing. So, yay for uh, Mary Carey, and she is in Durban. So we're just going to hear whether she's on uh, online yet. Palisa Isha Simpiwe says she's online. So, Mary, are you online? Yes, I can hear you all. Thank you. Awesome. Very, very warm welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes. It's such a privilege and a pleasure to have you with us.
1: Hi, Mary. Yeah, Shemaine, I have to say, you know, um, many of the interviews we have with people about the weird and the wonderful things that are beyond our senses, I... I'm very often skeptical, but um, I've also had the privilege of having a session with Mary and two of my animals. And I have to say, the difference in my little girl was absolutely remarkable. Mary, and I want to thank you for that.
2: Pleasure. Can you Are you okay there, Mary? It sounds like there's some disturbances on the line from this side. So I'm not sure whether it's you, whether you can hear us properly or whether there's a reverb. I can hear you clearly. Okay. So, Mary, uh, again, welcome. Now, I I need to find out, um, how would you describe what you do? Because We're going to talk about you as a person, but firstly, let's just get the terminology right. What do you do?
3: Well, I heal animals in a unique way. I I work with um, using my healing patch that I developed in about 2005, Um, And I'm also an animal iridologist where I take pictures of animals' eyes and I can actually tell you what is going on in the body.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And often with the eye pictures, uh, problems start well before the actual physical is seen in the animal. So I'm able to see what's going on in the body to help them and heal them before any major problems start. Mm -hmm. But with the other side, I, do, um, I communicate with animals in a unique way. Mm-hmm. I'm not an animal communicator, but I'm able to hear animals talk to me and I can talk back to them. And I also use a method of um, kinesiology, um, which is a verification tool for testing with muscle balancing. And that way I'm able to be accurate in whatever I pick up with them.
1: Mary, now, now, when you say you can hear animals talk, how do you hear them?
3: That is hard for me to explain. I just hear them. It's like as if you were talking to me, I can hear them talking to me the same way. It's, it's hard for me to, to actually say, um, how, how you hear them no, I, I've, I've done that all my life so for me it's natural it's, yeah. it's like i expect everyone to be able to hear what i'm hearing and
1: and and do you hear all the animals all the time or do you have to kind of tune into a specific animal
3: no if i walk past an animal i can hear them telling me something if they want to talk to me that is So at any time I can hear what they want to say to me.
2: So you say if they want to talk to you, so that means they're aware of the fact that you can hear them or do they just randomly talk to all of us and we just don't hear them and so we we don't, uh, you know, we don't take heed? Yeah.
3: No, I think they know. You know, animals sense me and pick me up as being different. Mm -hmm. So from having maybe an aggressive animal, I can calm it down within... Fifteen twenty minutes where it's calm and listening to me, so uh, I think they just pick up me, that that I I'm different.
2: Wow, that that is so incredible. I was laughing about it the, the, when the Eddie Murphy movie with you know talking to animals came out. At some point, we all thought, oh well, that is so far fetched and that is so crazy. Obviously, it doesn't happen, but it does happen. I mean, you 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 can. I mean, this is your daily life. You do this all the time how did you How did you get to the point where you could um, where you realized you you can hear them and talk to them and, and, and you know vice versa?
3: from a very young age, I actually followed my dad 's footsteps because he did the same as I do now, so he was an animal healer in his day, so when I was young, I used to follow him around and just had a connection with animals. So from the age of two years old, I can remember um, with one of our dogs leaning over and putting my hands on his heart and on his back uh-huh. and talking to him. And I actually have a picture that my dad took off me because they couldn't quite understand what I was doing then. And I could hear, and his name was Vodka. <laughs> and I could, I could hear him talking to me. Did Vodka have a problem with his name? No, he loved it because he loved <laughs> he loved to have sips of vodka.
1: <laughs> Mary, now, are there animals who have problems with their names? Yes. Um, animals' names must be thought out very clearly
3: because if you name an animal like, for example, I named my one great Dane that came to me, well, found me. I called him Tiger, and he was a tiger. Hmm. So when he started to get... Too much. I used to say, "Tiger Tim, behave," and he would then stop and behave. Wow! But he was a tiger.
2: What do they sound like? I mean, we all have our specific voices. Do do they have a voice that you hear? I know this sounds ridiculous to ask this, no, question, but I mean, they what's...
3: they do. They do have um, different sounds. You know, it's some have squeaky voices, some have loud. Um, Uh yeah Uh it's all very different Hmm.
2: and 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 when when you laugh at them do they have do they have i know they have a sense of humor but i mean the squeaky voice chick um or do you get squeaky voice guys as well (laughs) because i'm just thinking what happens if you laugh at their voices do you ever get to a point where you go like you sound funny because we do that with human beings
3: no, that, that's one thing I've never done is I just accept them for what they are and who they are and how they sound and do my work. Mm-hmm. I, I don't um, criticize or laugh at them in, on that sort of um, can, can
1: thing. Can animals get embarrassed? Very much so. Yes. What, Very what, much what, so. What, what, what would make an animal embarrassed?
3: Well, you know, if you sneak up on on a dog that's jumped up on the counter to eat some food, mm-hmm. and you go, "Hey, what are you doing?" and they jump down like they haven't done anything wrong, uh-huh. but you can uh-huh. see that they're embarrassed that they've been caught out actually stealing something off the counter.
2: Can can I can
3: I? It's be, the whole change of the face.
2: Yeah. Can I be out of order here and say you know? I have seen that embarrassment most clearly when your dog is close by and they fart and you go, no, <laughs> really, no, you know, that is just wrong. And they literally go like, oh, oh Mia Cooper, Mia Cooper, I'll just leave the house right now. I've seen that. And that, that to me is, is it's precious. No, no,
3: that that is quite true. That happens often. Mm. I, I had a great day in that for the first time actually did fart and he put his nose by his tail and ran around in circles because he couldn't believe what had happened.
2: And then they have the moments when you fart and they go, seriously? That was you? That is wrong? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so, I, you know, animals are funny. They have a sense of humor. We don't always pick it up. Why is it that we don't pick up that our animals are, ma- uh, are making jokes or, or they're funny or they're trying to tell us. What is it that we are missing in, in our communication?
3: A lot of people miss the empathy that they should have. If you are a true animal lover, you will have empathy for an animal. You won't have sympathy.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: mm-hmm. Um, for example, with, with my Healing Touch school, when people come into the school, and I ask them a, a couple of questions whilst we starting the course. When they, people say to me, um, I have sympathy for an animal, and they don't use the word empathy, I know they're never going to make my healing. You've got to be sympathetic. Mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. I, I mean, empathetic. You can't be sympathetic when you're working and healing animals. You've got to be able to feel how they feel.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So, so you'd say that. Um, sorry. Do you know, do you know Lisa, and are we going with, with one another? We, we put, put up our hands like school
1: I children. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so, my hand was up, Mary. You didn't see me. Uh, I'm
2: sitting doing that. And I, want, I want to continue with this, <laughs> this, this
1: question. So, so, Mary, when we talk about animal emotions, do they experience the same range of emotions as humans? And then, an add on. Do they have a sense of humour? They do. Oh,
3: sorry. They definitely have a sense of humour, and um, that's without without any doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do see the funny side of what we do. Like if you walk into into the passage and you have a trip, you can see the smirk on their face. <laughs> when you <have> a trip. <laughs> or if you trip over them, they, they can they can look at you and go, "Oh, you're enjoying the trip."
2: I had I had a moment a couple of weeks ago, where I got up and, and I actually tripped and my dog is kind of old so and he's kind of slow to get up but you know what as I tripped the minute I just it's like he's like there's eighty kilos coming I'm gone yeah. <laughs> he was gone so fast uh, in my head I called him Grease. and then he looked at me like what is the matter with you. Two days after that I tried and tripped again. He looked at me as if to say Again. I, yeah, I think he thought I'm trying to assault him now. He's like what you could just tell me to leave. But yeah,
1: Mary so. but when we come to the to the emotions that we as humans are less comfortable with, like anger and depression, do animals experience those? All of
3: them. Mm-hmm. Anger, depression. Um, they have emotions, all animals, no matter what it is, a snake, a crocodile, a rat, they all have emotions. Mm-hmm. So they will get angry, they will cry. You'll often see a horse with tears running down his face. He's crying or she's crying. So they all have emotions. They've, they go into depression.
2: How do we see at home, uh that our animal is crying or they're weepy or sad. How do we pick that up?
3: Well, you look at their face. Do their eyes have a a glitter, a sparkle, Mm -hmm. or are they dull and sad? Do they spend a lot of time sleeping, lying down, not wanting to play? That's all signs of emotions going on in their body. But And also remember, animals pick up the human issues, Mm so your dog will take on your um, stuff.
2: Could it also just be that they are ill and not necessarily sad that they, they have those, you know, those eyes that go like, oh, look at me?
3: Yes, they can be ill. And they've been probably telling you for some time, help me, mom, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we don't pick it up. People don't always pick that, the, the signs
1: up. and that's kind of the point of someone like you, because... You know, most people don't pick up on, on the signs that their animals are giving them. Can we, as I, I, I want to say a little bit tongue-in-cheek, can we as mere mortals be taught to communicate with our animals or do we always need an intermediary such as yourself?
3: No, you can do it. Everybody has the gift. You've just got to work at it and find the empathetic side of um healing and yourself and then you will have it.
2: Hmm. But is is that um not a little bit different to what you can additionally do? Because you, you can you know, you were not taught. You came with this packaging. Yes. <laughs> Your wrapping was done. So but you can't can you teach people that or that's yours and then you just, you can just I teach
3: no, I can't teach the people the way I um, hear and talk to them. I, I, don't ha- I don't know how to do it. I've been asked many times. I am not able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I can teach my mm-hmm. healing and I can teach lots of different ways of how to help your animals, um, you know, with, with different problems right. or diet right. or deworming. That I can help everybody with. But just that one little technique of mine, I, I'm not able to teach it to anybody.
2: Did your dad? Could your dad help you with? Because you say he had, he had the same gift you have.
3: Yes. Could no, you he compare notes? Pardon? No, never. We never. We, it just came natural for us to 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 work together. So mm-hmm. no, we, we never compared or anything. It was just a, a natural way for us. We had a way of being able to help animals that came natural to us.
2: Okay. Now, because, you know, when when you know something and you have a partner like Lisa and I, we often go like, oh, did you notice that? Yes, I did. Uh, So you confirm that, yes, I do, or did you, or no, I I think we, do you know what I mean? So that's the kind of relationship I thought you might have had in terms of when you were assisting the animals.
3: Oh, yes. No, we had it like that where I'd say to my dad, he doesn't, the horse doesn't need um, stitching or um, let's stitch and, um not use the anesthetic because we don't have any. So in that term, yeah, I, I did a – my dad and I stitched up a horse with 148 stitches one evening on the farm, and we used a needle and cotton because we had nothing else and we couldn't find a vet open at those days to, to help us. And between us with our healing, we stitched a horse that stood perfectly still and put 148 stitches in it. Wow.
1: Wow. And never had a problem.
0: That's incredible.
1: Mary, you know, some people who don't have a heart for animals, um, believe that animals don't have souls and they don't go to, let's say, heaven. I was told this as a very young child and uh, by, by, by a family member and I was extremely upset. I mean, cause who wants to go to heaven if there aren't animals? Please tell me, do animals have souls? Without a doubt, they
2: have souls. Yes, definitely. I'm able
3: to cross over to animals um, when they've passed over. It's not something I do all the time, but I have crossed Hmm. over to animals for different people. And they are definitely in heaven, and they definitely are there and have crossed over. Hmm. Um, If they didn't have a soul, they wouldn't have been crossing over you
2: do amazing things with animals um i mean that uh, now now you able to you're able to talk to them when they are in the spirit world but also um you don't need to see them physically um In front of you to be able to talk to them and, 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 you know, switch into their space or even know what the matter is with them, you know. Uh, Can you talk us through that? And also, if you do do healing in cases like that, you know, remote healing, because I know you speak to them from a picture or you can tune in like that.
3: Well, I, I can use a picture if I don't see them or if I've got taken pictures of their eyes, I can do, you know, I've got the eye picture and um, I can work with that. Is that where you see so, the health thing? Yes, but I can still use it as connecting to the animal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So then I use my technique that I do and I, able, I connect and then I can start talking. And then the animal talks and tells me what he wants me to know and... My hand will write, and it writes down everything what the animal is saying. So as the animal talks, my hand writes it all out.
1: Is that and a automatic writing? writing?
3: Yes. And often they have bad writing, so I can't actually read properly. <laughs> so how
1: and do I, I go, know? And then I have
3: to ask them again <laughs> what it was.
1: I mean, I was just going to ask, how do I know if you send me a report that you could actually read the handwriting?
3: Now, I do battle often, Um, so once I've done the animal, I will check through and see what I can and can't read, and then I will connect again to get some whatever words have been left out.
1: Mary, someone in the office asked me to ask this specifically. What is a cat thinking when it is digging its claws into you? this, This cat is very loving most of the time and then sometimes she would just dig her claws in and scratch no matter how how much the 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 owner protest
3: that for me is a sign that the cat's been trying to tell the owner for some time there are problems and she doesn't quite get the story from the cat not listening to her cat and if you look at with nails are the nails too long Is a cat trying to say, give me a scratch board or let me climb a tree? So you've got to look at what the animal is actually doing. What action is he doing? Um, And nails going into you is a sign of frustration. So look at what's frustrating the animal. Mm -hmm. And often cats have long nails and nothing to scratch on.
2: But in that case, if the person sends you a picture, you'll be able to communicate if the animal would allow you to.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. But, um,
2: do they also say, no, I don't want to talk to you?
3: Yes, often. <laughs> and then I have to wait until they are ready. And sometimes it can take four to five days before they listen to me. Wow. When I work with people, I often say, just give me four days because um, they need to heal and, uh, and sort themselves out. And then I can, in those four days, chat in and see, do they want me to talk or don't they? It just depends on them. Every animal is different, so I can't really say, you know, that I'll get through in four days. Sometimes I can get through the, the, the very next day. Um, it just depends.
2: So it depends on how ready the animal is to talk.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. I find this, this so fascinating. Um, what do you do when animals, because I think the, the, the pet we talked about now is quite old. About fifteen years old. What what does one do when you have an animal and you know they are very old, and you know you have that uh, pos- you're in that position where you you have to let your animal go? What what are the what not rules, but what would be the acceptable times or m- motives to let your animal go?
3: Just you know. Mm-hmm. You need to follow your gut, listen to your gut feeling because that will never be wrong. But also some animals stop eating. Mm. If an animal Mm. stops eating for three days, particularly a cat, and they just don't want to accept any food, you know they're saying to me, time out now, mom, I'm going. Some animals continue eating right till the very last moment. Mm. So it really depends. Mm. But... I say follow your gut because that that will show you if your animal wants, you know, to go or not. And also, I always ask all my animals to give me a sign. And I say to them, kiss me on my nose. And they know they're never allowed to kiss my face at all, any animal. So when my great Dane decided that it was time to go, she jumped up on the bed and kissed my nose. And that was her say to go, I'm going home today.
1: Mary, following on from that, is there, would it help the animal and the owner if the owner have a conversation with the animal and explain? Would the animal understand?
3: Every word. You must remember all animals hear what you're saying. So talking in front of them about them isn't something that they actually like unless it's, of course, good. So if you've got anything horrible to say to, about an animal and it's in front of you, move away so it doesn't hear you. All animals hear everything. I will say to my my all my dogs in the evening, okay, we're going to bed now. And they all get up and go straight to the bed. So if that's not listening to you, to me, then... You know, they, they hear every word. So I, I often just, say, I, I, them, who I, I, wants a sweet? And they all come running to me because they all heard <laughs> the word, who wants a sweet?
1: Well, I have a beagle, and he's quite fat. And like most beagles, he's an absolute glutton. Now, there are certain words he knows, like snacks. But are you saying I should stop calling him fat in front of him?
3: Without a doubt. <laughs> Because you know what? All you do is cause them an emotional stress and you will get fatter and fatter.
1: Oh, Shane, but I say it with love. Uh Because he's a fatso.
2: (laughs) How do you put your dog on a diet and and explain to them, you can't have this anymore? Because some dogs go like, no, I'm not going on a diet. Especially a beagle.
3: (laughs) No, you you can get all your animals to lose weight. It's, It's not good to have a fat dog. Mm-hmm. Um, should all be? They should all have a slight figure because remember they're carrying the weight on their four legs. So no dog should be overweight. It is not Ta- good.
2: Talk about no dog should be. <laughs> I mean, talk about humans. I mean, we are only carrying it on two legs. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, overweight but- is just is just you know, it's just hard. So and and especially if you can't hear the animal, you know, then you know it becomes a problem for them and. You none the wiser.
3: No, you you are wise. You just you're not actually um, tuning into to that fact. You'd rather bypass it because you know your your dog is fat. So you need to understand that that <laughs> diet is important for him, and also emotional stress will also cause an animal to get fat. Oh, so really? Like with fat humans? Fat, yes. So, if you've had any issues that have really upset him, he will carry your stuff for you, and he will put on the weight instead of you.
1: I have to say, there's a part of me that thinks the dog can rather be fat than me. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's just my vanity.
3: <laughs> uh, Mary, is, when... this where, is this where animal cruelty
2: comes in? <laughs> Isn't I, you know? So, is this where where we now see how cruel we can be to our pets?
1: No, look, uh, he's not, he's not, uh, uh, let's not, let's move right (laughs) along, can we? Um, Mary, when you enter a household with several pets and there's conflict between the pets, can you mediate or do you work with each animal specifically? Do you do group sessions? Hmm,
2: that sounds
1: interesting it, just, it
3: depends on the group session of what I have to deal with. I prefer to deal with each animal separately because there are no two animals the same um, so it's better to work individual and then put it together and sort them out and see what's what's going on. You also
2: connect to the wild to. Those ones that just roam around, you know, um, on plots and big spaces of land and the Kruger stuff.
1: Do you talk to lions?
2: (laughs) So you can can even, that is such a gift. (laughs) I'm being very facetious here, but I mean, it's such a gift that you're able to talk to just about any animal. What do they say, our wild animals, what do they say?
3: Well, it depends on what their problem is. You know, just because they're out in the wild doesn't mean to say they're happy. Um, some animals have stress, uh, they battle to get food, mm-hmm. they're not happy uh-huh. with the group they're in. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. you know, all, all wildlife also have emotional stress and some have mental problems. So, yeah, it's the same as like working with a dog and a cat. And so working
1: with wildlife is it's really no different. Do, do the animals in the wild complain about what we as humans are doing to the planet
3: very much so wow they they, they have often uh, chatted with me where humans are a problem in their lives
2: you, uh, that that humans are a problem wow that that is incredible i okay, talking about you know uh, humans being a problem we, we have a, another question here. Uh, do animals speak the same language? For example, if there's a person who has a dog but uh, they only speak Zulu to it, will you be able to communicate with the dog?
3: Yes, because they go via vibration. So It doesn't matter what language they speak. I speak to a lot of animals in France and I still speak English to them because it's the vibration of the energy that you're working with.
2: Oh yes, by the way, you speak to, to, to everyone all around the world. How available are you, Mary? Because I mean, I have now seen that you really, you rock. You are so on point. Um, so how busy are you talking to animals around the
3: world? I'm busy all the time. Um, sure. I, I am busy, I work all the time, so people have to wait. So when they phone me for a booking, I, don't always, I can't always give it straight away. Some have to wait at least two, three weeks before mm-hmm. I can get um, a date. What
1: are the main reasons why people come to you?
3: Um, well, a lot come because the animals are sick and they're just not coming right any other way. Um, so they want to try the natural way um emotional and physical um issues, fighting amongst each other. Um so there's so many different uh
1: different reasons. Can you track and some come just for curiosity. Well I have to say the curiosity I, I fully get can you track animals that are missing? Yes I do track. Um
3: yeah, I I do track animals that have gone missing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I do.
2: I find so, it's, uh, so. But as long as you can 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 switch in on a vibrational level, so so if you if you have a picture, you can go there. So even if the person or, uh, if the animals in France, you can go there, and and they they're able to to tell you, that's
3: incredible. So it, it, like working with a uh, Jack Russell, um, the one day went missing and. Um, they contacted me and sent me a picture and I tracked the animal to where it was on the rock um, on their property. And it was difficult to get to the dog because the dog had obviously fallen from a high rock onto a low shelf. And the dog just kept saying to me, there is purple flowers, no, purple and mauve flowers and leaves around. And we needed to look for that. And the family went, went um, looking and took mm-hmm. several hours and we found the dog. And as the people got close, I said to the dog, when you start to sense that they're nearby, you start to make a funny noise. And that's how we found the dog, on the, sh- on the little ledge um, amongst all the rocks.
1: Periods such as New Year's when, when people set off crackers must be absolutely hectic for you yeah it is very
3: there's a lot of scared dogs but there are so many different natural ways to help dogs that are scared and cats that are scared of thunder and lightning and stuff there's many different ways give
2: us a, give us an example because you know we all go at the moment we're going with uh, rescue remedy everybody give it the rescue remedy um you know but but talking does that help and you being calm
3: talking you being calm playing some music But one of the best methods I ever use is using lavender oil. And I put it onto the the pads of their feet.
2: That's when you are not there? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's good.
1: Mary, speaking about lavender oil, when you worked with my animals, you made them sniff all kinds of bottles. What were you doing?
3: I was just picking up emotional and um, mental issues. Explain to me how, how, how... they For example, something. I gave, I gave um, your little girl uh, a bottle um, that had frankincense in. And that is an emotional fear. So I was able to work through her and, and clear that emotional fear. And that came from being when she was born.
2: Okay. The the iridology that you that you do on them, uh, how how does that work? Um, I know you said in the beginning you were able to see from you know from what you see in their eyes uh, into the future almost. You can almost um, stop them from getting a particular um, ailment or illness. Um, is it kind of like the same that you do with humans?
3: Yes, you have to use a a special lens. A special iridology lens, and um, I use a Nikon camera with my lens. And then you focus on the actual eye, and you're taking the picture of the iris. And through that, you can then see what goes on. So if you've got anything that looks white in the eye, you know that that's an acute problem. Anything that's a browny, orangey brown color that is subacute, dark colors, all means chronic. So you can pick up through that the different colors of, of the situation you, your animal is in.
2: And in your healing school, do you teach um, your students all these things?
3: I don't teach the aridology. I teach them how to heal their own animals and what different um, natural healing methods to use. So there is a certain um, procedure we use in the healing um, the, the the large animals have 26 moves, the small animals have 12, and you will then learn how to do the move, and it's got to be accurate. And through that, you release the emotional, mental, and physical problems.
2: How long is the course, Mary?
3: If you want to become a practitioner, it's going to take at least 18 months before you can even look at doing your exam. There is a written exam to do once you've completed all your hours of Um, training Hmm. if you just want to do it for yourself for your own healing um, for small animals and for your horses then the hours are different and you don't you don't qualify as a practitioner you can just work with your own animals
2: are there animals that um, you can refuse to work with if you do this course or must you do any on all
3: you know, when you're becoming a practitioner, you need to be able to work on any animal. Mm-hmm. But once you're qualified, you can then go into your own. Like, if people only want to do dogs, then they can do dogs. But to become a practitioner, you need to be able to work on any animal: crocodile, reptiles, whatever. And you know, um, you have to. Be able to
2: you have. know, we 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 are generally we go no, no reptiles, no snakes, no crocodiles, no. Uh, what you call those things in... Chochas. <laughs> no
3: Parktown prawns.
2: <laughs> can you work on a Parktown prawn, by the way?
3: Yeah, you can do work on all of them. I can work on a bee as well. Hmm. well so you, there's, there's no animal that you can't work on because they will all accept the healing.
1: When you do work with something that's a little less appealing, like a... Park Town Prawn, um, and you tell it not to come to my property. Would it listen to <laughs> and you? And swim in her pool. <laughs> yeah. Would it listen to you?
3: Well, I don't know because, you know, they, they need to look for um, places to be able to swim and, and live in peace and harmony. So if your place has got harmony and stuff like that, they're going to come to you because that's a the home they want to be in.
1: So you say they they're a good sign if I have those khoxas uh, yes. around. Yes.
2: You know um, this is for me. I mean, we're joking and laughing and all this, but this for me is kind of like holy ground because this is a new area that we're going into. It's like that moment where we we realize that children aren't just children; they're actual beings who have something to give and teach us. And I mean, this is such informa- This information is so incredible, so that you know we know how to maybe in future start to communicate and, and be with our animals and learn from them and become richer human beings in, in all areas of our lives. So I, I am so grateful that, you know, that you have spoken to us. Who would you say should really make use of your services?
3: Anybody that's an animal lover. Um, Do you have enough always- time, Mary?
1: Yes. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Everybody I know loves animals, and I don't think you – I mean, you, you're incredibly busy. I think what Shemaine is getting at is what are the critical points that people need to look at to call in your, your, your help? Um, well,
3: whatever they they want. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if they want to help the animal, if they want to understand the animal better, if they want to see that they are healthy – Um yeah
2: there's one thing i also wanted to, to find out from you you know we have this whole thing of rehoming animals consistently constantly constantly what would you what do you want to say about that because i mean we have bleeding hearts and you go like oh you can't euthanize you must put the dog with someone else you know and take another and then that person gets tired and you go take the dog to someone else what do you say uh to people who don't want to you know let go, um, and it's instead they shift responsibility and go, no, go, go live with Auntie Clara on that side, and then you go to Uncle Tom on the other side, and then Uncle sees where next week. Um, How traumatic is that for the animal?
3: That is really traumatic. You know, if you've got an old animal and you're having to leave the country or, or you can't afford to keep him, for me, the kindest thing is to let him go home. Mm-hmm. What dog at the age of 70, 80 years of age in human life wants to go now start another life for somebody else when they only know who they've had for many years? Yeah. So for me, it's kind of to let an animal that is old go home because I just find that it's just just not right to let an animal have to try again for another home.
2: Because we always Um, think dogs' hearts don't break or cats' hearts don't break or snakes' hearts don't break, but they do.
3: No, they do. They definitely do break. Mm -hmm. So so I would rather let them go home if they're old. If they're young, then it's a different story because they can readjust and change um, to to another family's way of life.
2: Yeah. You, you're also going to speak, speak at seminars and things like that, and I think uh, somewhere in October you've got a seminar in Durban where people can, uh, you know, if they, if, if, can come and hear you. Is that so? Well, yes. Well, it's in conjunction with a group of ladies, but um, if, if people do want to know a little bit more, they can, they can look you up and, and, yes. and find out.
3: What oh. I do there with talks, I take one of my Great Danes with me and I send them out into the crowd And then they'll come back and she'll come back and tell me that lady's got a problem, that man's not okay. And then those that want to hear their problems, I say, do you want to know what's going on? And they go yes or no. And um, I tell them. I had a a talk where there was a lady that um, she was actually sitting down when I entered the, the hall. And my dog went to her first to talk to her and he came back and he said to me mom she's got a very bad stomach and she's got funny a funny leg or funny something she doesn't stand right okay. and i told the lady that and she stood up and showed me
2: wow okay so these are the kind of kinds of things that people can can look um yeah. have you got an email address mary where people can get a hold of you we have to go we're so out of time didn't realize we're so out of time
3: it, it's it's a m a AMA underscore. Uh huh. Kerry, C A R E Y. Uh huh. At Polka, P O L K A. Yes. dot Coza.
2: All right. So it's AMA underscore Carrie at polka dot co dot z, but people can also get you here on, um, you know, uh, at Cliff Central on our podcast if, uh, yes. you need to hear more from her. Um, I can totally vouch for the, the amazing work that you do. You make a lot of people happy. So thank you very much for what you do, Mary. And I've, no- I've
3: got more. Sorry. I've just got one more email that I can give you.
2: Okay. uh, Very briefly. we we actually out of time now. We don't have time. so (laughs) sorry. So sorry we've got to go. (laughs) Palesa's dressing.
1: Mary, you're not only making humans happy, you're making animals happy. And for that, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Palesa Mbui, I promised you I'll mention you twice this time. There we go, girl from me, Liesl Tom. Have a lovely day. Mary,
2: again. Thank you so much. Bye bye now. Uh, from Thank me, you. Shemaine Harris. Also, have a wonderful time. Be good to your pets. Love, love, love you. All righty. That was beyond ears and eyes.
0: This is cliffcentral.com.